You're listening to the Pedal Pumping Podcast, the podcast that explores and celebrates all things pedal pumping. I'm your host, Mimi Footnip. I'm a pedal pumping content creator and a foot model, and you can check out my my stuff on my website, mimifootnip.com. You can also email me with questions or submissions, uh, anything you want me to read on the podcast or share on the podcast at mimifootnip at gmail.com. So last week I tried a little something new and uploaded a brief but uh, different podcast and I'm going back to our regular scheduled programming this week. Uh, This podcast is a little late going up, but um, that's because I've recently moved and I finally had internet come and uh, get installed today. So I'm hoping my internet will be much faster than before and I'll have this uploaded in no time. So thanks for your patience. I also want to thank my Patreon uh, patrons on Patreon for being so incredibly patient with me this month. I realize I haven't posted as much content as I normally post, um, and that's due to being kind of quasi-homeless. I had to move out of my old place, and the new place wasn't quite ready, so I was sort of couch surfing and staying with relatives, and I didn't have a lot of privacy, and I didn't have a lot of time because I was coordinating and moving and doing all of that, so, and trying to work. Um, so... I really, really appreciate everyone's patience, and I'm super excited. I've got lots and lots of stuff to share now that I'm finally getting settled in. I still need to unpack, but I'm actually physically installed in the new house. My cars um, haven't quite made it over, and that's a whole other story that uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll share that w- with the patrons. But it's kind of just annoying. I've got stuff going on that I can't get my cars. Um, at least the Jeep. I have the BMW, but I can't put anything in the garage at this point. So that's frustrating. Um, but I want to thank my patrons and I want to thank you by name because you all mean so much to me and you really are the backbone of this podcast. Tevin, Matthew, Jim, Riker, DBM, not a golfer, MF, Ray, Sean, Steven, Eric F, Eric J, Cranking Fan, Rocket Man, Havayana's Fan, Austin, Mark and Miss Jess, Thomas, Joe and DL. I want to thank you all so, so much. And I also want to thank you on behalf of the community and all the listeners who are not patrons, but enjoy listening to the podcast. Um, It's because of the patrons that I can continue to do this and dedicate time to it. Although I know sometimes I dedicate less time when my life gets kind of chaotic such as in July. But moving forward, things are getting back to normal in my world. I'm super excited to be moved into my new house. I plan to go back to Hawaii like mid-September if everything goes well. So I'm in California now uh, and I'll be hopefully heading back to Hawaii. So (laughs) that is um, kind of an update and we'll take a quick break and then I'm going to read emails. And we're back from the break. And before I read emails, I wanted to get your opinion. I mean, I know I did a really short episode last week. Things were so crazy. Uh, But it was a video episode. 
And I'm curious what you guys thought of that. How was the audio quality? Did you enjoy the video aspect of it? I don't know. I'm just kind of curious. I didn't get a lot of feedback on it. I'm wondering, I mean, you guys are probably just as busy as I am this summer trying to, you know, live life. So I don't know if y'all saw that episode or if you just listened, but um, give me your feedback. And I'm also soliciting more emails and stories from you all. Email me at mimifitnip at gmail.com. I tried, so the engine light on my BMW came on and I took it to my local mechanic who said that, um, who did a diagnostics, charged me 160 bucks for the diagnostics and said, that it was something about an emission sensor and that BMW, it was covered under warranty and BMW would replace it for me for free. So I contacted BMW, set up an appointment. The nearest dealership is like a good hour away from me. So it was kind of, you know, in the middle of my move. It was like the day after the movers came that I ended up taking my car to the dealership. I had an appointment. It was when I could get a loaner car. They said, you know, if your local mechanic cleared the codes for the diagnostic, we're not going to be able to work on your car because even though I had all the paperwork from my mechanic, they said, well, we don't care. We have to do our run and charge you for our own diagnostic, which is um, $270, okay? So I'd already paid $160 with my local guy, and then the dealership wanted me to pay and forced me to pay another 270. So I call, I was sitting at the dealership and I called my mechanic and I asked him if he had left the codes in or if he had cleared them when, after the diagnostic, he looked at my paperwork and he said, we didn't clear any codes because it was a, you know, like a under warranty thing that you would have to take to the dealership. So we didn't clear any codes. The engine light had gone off. It was on when I picked the car up from the dealership, but it had since gone off. So um, I went ahead and paid for the diagnostic and then BMW called me and said the codes weren't in there. And so I, my car still isn't fixed and I'm out, what what is that, like $430 or something like that. So um, I'm pretty frustrated. <laughs> Because um, basically BMW said, I need to drive around, drive my car around until the light comes on again. And then I can take it back and pay another $270 for another diagnostic. And then they'll replace it. <laughs> it's like unfucking believable So insane to me. Um, and then the guy... Um, Mark, who was taking care of me at the, at the dealership said, well, you know, let's, um, I'll, I'll make a deal so that, you know, you, you can apply that diagnostic charge to some something. He said, you need two new tires, rear tires. So, um, I'll do the tires and the alignment for you for a thousand dollars. You know, normally they're 1200. And I was like, I'm just going to come pick up my car. <laughs> I'm like, I do need to get new tires, but I'm going to get them locally. Like, I don't need to deal with that. So um, that was in, in um, like, at the same time I was trying to move and get into my new house and kind of homeless and all that, I was also, um, I was also dealing with my car. And it's still not fixed. I mean, it's, I'm driving it, but it's still not fixed. So anyway. Enough about me and my 
saga of what's happened recently in July. I'm going to get into an email. This one's from Leo. Leo is a patron of the podcast with some amazing stories. And these are true stories, which is makes them really fun. And it's also... Um, a lot of these stories are written kind of back, back in the day in, in my era. So this one is in 1994. I was, let's see, I would have been like a junior and senior at UCLA that year. So 1994 would have been like the end of my junior year, or the beginning of my senior year at UCLA. So good times in, um, <laughs> at least for me in my memory, that's when I had my CRX and I was driving around LA in my CRX. Okay, so The Weekends, it's titled. 1994 was a laid-back year. I decided not to go to a community college for automotive courses yet and just kick it with my friends, work full-time and cruise or party on the weekends. Fridays and Saturdays were spent on the boulevard and Sunday afternoons were at the beach, park. Chelsea and I were dating steady, but ever since getting her new job, she had to work on Sundays and it was a nine to five day for her. So I would visit her at lunch at 12 and leave after lunch, with, which left me free to cruise the beach park and meet up with my friends. It was usually packed with limited parking. So most people would just cruise around in their cars, just circling around. You had low riders, hot rods, bikers, and pretty much everything else going around and around. The beach park was a bit of a car show gathering. There were girls, yes. There were always girls there. They either drove around or walked around checking out the guys. And it was also the guys checking out the girls, of course. Every weekend, I drove my Toyota there. Mini trucks were popular at the time, and I wanted to show mine off. I would check out the females myself, especially the ones that had... The, sorry. Oh, Amazon's coming. And they left. <laughs> Sorry, this is so weird in my new house here. Um, uh, let me get back to Leo's story. By the way, I'm not sure how the sound is going to be because um, I don't have like rugs in yet. And I'm worried that like the sound is bouncing off the walls and there's a lot of echo. So I apologize for that. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm moving in. Um, okay, back to Leo's story. Uh, I would check out the females myself, especially those that, that drove there. There was these two girls in a red Honda Del Sol parked in the parking lot that caught my eye one Sunday. They were standing by their car in bikinis and flip-flops on. I remember these girls were like regulars at the park, pretty much there every weekend partying and cruising. I remembered the driver from the intermediate school. Her name was Gigi. I rolled up next to her and yelled, hey you. She looked back, raised her sunglasses. Leo, she replied. Yep, I responded. Gigi, oh my God. Me, you looking good, girl. Gigi, get out, get out, give me a hug. I got out and gave her a hug. Man, she had developed some big breasts from intermediate school, I thought. So I had to ask her what happened after eighth grade and why I didn't see her in high school. She explained that her family moved to the west side of the island and she attended this other public school. She got a kid in high school, she mentioned, and explained the stretch marks on her belly. She hopped around, showing me her stretch marks, and I looked down at them. I also got a peek at her feet as she bounced around in her flip-flops, taking notes from my observations. She was very tanned in her complexion. 
I remembered her as a fair-skinned Filipina mixed with French when she told me back in school. I nicknamed her Frenchie, and she liked it back then. I drew my attention to her feet. She had long toes, and the second toe was longer than the big toe. Red polish complemented her long, bony toes. She was flat-footed, too, and again, I'm not too attracted to that, but she drove. if she drove barefoot, of course, the unattractiveness was overridden. We walked to the rock wall next to her car and talked. She sat on the short wall, kicking off her flips and folded her legs under her as she sat exposing the sole of her right foot as she sat. I would occasionally look at the defining lines ran down her foot, how soft it would feel, and noticing the slight dirt spot on her heel. We talked about our lives and how she got pregnant with a daughter and her boyfriend left her. Somehow the subject changed to her car and how she loves it. I said, it was nice, and then she offered me a ride. I couldn't refuse. She told her friend Gina to wait here, and we got in. The Del Sol had a removable roof, and it was open. I let her get in first, and like a habit among the women here, she shook her flip-flops off to drive barefoot. Sadly for me, though, the Del Sol had a center console that was obstructing my view seated, and I could only see the top of her left barefoot on the clutch pedal. I still got aroused by what I saw her do before starting the car. She started listening to me, what she had done to her car, telling me what brands and parts were changed. From 5Z... I'm not sure what this is. 5Z... A-E-M... Ibach and so on and so on. Sorry, I totally murdered that. Um, I was impressed with her knowledge. She was a car girl and that was a turn on for me. Not much of a foot show in her car, but I had thought of letting her drive my truck and see what I could see. I was eager to get back, but did not mention to her about driving my truck yet. As we got back to the stall, she asked me what I got. I went down my parts list and she wanted to sample it. I handed her my keys and we got in. She looked around and admired the stereo system. Then, like I anticipated, she kicked her flip-flops off and swept them to the side with her right foot, pushed the clutch in, and started the truck. She feathered the gas with her toes, three of them halfway up on the pedal. Listening to the exhaust with excitement in her eyes, her right foot went to the brake and the sweat mark she left on my gas pedal was clearly visible. I was aroused again. Her footwork aroused me, and her toes delivered a gentle pumping motion as she worked the pedal. We got out to the main road, and she punched it. My tires broke traction for a bit and grabbed back before she shifted again. Watching her right foot slowly slide right and her middle toe hung off while the second spread away from her big toe, quickly lifting off and then shifting again and slapping back down with her toes spreading again. She let out a whew as she accelerated, her curly hair blowing in the wind and the pleasurable smile on her face made me squirm in my seat. I was thinking to myself, why the hell your parents moved to the west side? We got back to the parking lot. The joy ride was over and we chilled there till 4 p.m., I told her that I'll see her again next week. She smiled and said, I'll be here. 
I eventually saw Gigi, a.k.a. Frenchie, throughout the year. She liked driving my truck and drove it a couple more times on Sundays. The beach park days were fun. Too bad it ended toward the 2000s. Too much crime and drugs caused the area to be heavily monitored by law enforcement. The days of cruising ended around that time, too. The boulevard was not a place to cruise. Cops with their ticket books waiting for the cars with the slightest modifications, literally throwing the book at them. I mean, a $90 ticket for window tint, then finding out you get a ticket per window, it did get out of hand. But the good old days are long gone. Thank you, Leo. Uh, yeah, I know in um, the islands, I've learned this recently, that window tint is a big no-no, even on the back windows. Here in California, you can't do window tint on front, like front windows. But it's usually, it's okay if it's not too dark, like on the back window. But in Hawaii, it's like, no, no tint at all, which is so weird to me because it's so hot in Hawaii. Like, it seems like, it would be a kind of a standard thing to have some tinting on your windows just so you're not like baking in your car, but go figure. I don't know. I don't understand why I can understand why window tinting. Um, it's important to be able to make eye contact with other drivers, right? Like if you're a pedestrian or you're on a bike, or even if you're at an intersection, like as another driver, you want to be able to see people. So I get that, but the back window, I mean, you're not making eye contact with anyone through a back window. So it just seems weird to me, but I like this story. It just kind of, it's all your stories, Leo, are so great. I really do think you should write a book <laughs> and it's just a fun kind of throwback to, um, cool old cars especially like the honda del sol a little two-seater honda it kind of reminds me of my crx kind of like different of course like a different shaped car but you know a little honda two-seater sporty fun probably a five-speed i'm guessing um and i'm imagining in my mind i'm picturing it as that it's red um i don't know why but honda del sols in my mind are always red <laughs> So anyway, thank you so, so much for listening. I hope you all have a great weekend. Treat yourself to some pedal pumping action. Um, be proud that you are part of a community of people who um, are passionate and caring. And I will see you in the next, or I will chat at you. I will talk your ear off in the next podcast. Thank you all so very much. Ciao.